Hey, welcome to the NBA and Anime Talk. <laughs> I'm George, and this is my good friend Aaron and co-host. Um, good guys. This is where we'll talk about NBA hot topics and everything anime. We appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy. Later. All right, Aaron. The bubble. NBA moved all the players there due to COVID, or not all of them, but 22 teams. Yeah. What are your what are you, what's some what are some surprises that you've noticed in the bubble? One of these surprises are obviously the Suns, bro. And the Suns going seven and zero. Pretty crazy to me. Yes, the Suns. Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, and good effort from Mikel Bridges, really putting them on top of everybody. Only undefeated team left in the bubble. Yeah. Um, they're going crazy. We'll see if they go 8-0 and later today. Yep. Um, and that'll be a sight. Honestly, a sight to see. See how Devin Booker's doing. See if he can take them to a championship. Probably not going to happen, but um, yeah. we'll see. Right now, they're sitting at the ninth seed. They got to win today's game and have either Memphis or Portland lose to clinch that ninth seed for the playing tournament. We've been seeing a lot of Dame time after he missed two clutch free throws against the Clippers and Patrick Beverly and PG-13 mocked him. But he made up. Um, made up with a 50-plus point game and a 61-point game right after that. Yeah. Holding the eighth seed for Portland. It's honestly just a blessing being able to watch such an amazing player on the floor. Um, just go to town. I mean, the way he plays, he I'm not going to say he plays like Steph Curry because it's not true, but he, the way he goes around screens, pops those threes, um, shoots from very deep. I mean, we also saw that from Devin Booker when he um, hit from almost half court when um, the shot clock was going down, but that was also pretty amazing. Very accurate shooter. Um, but honestly... Just watching the Blazers has been a treat. Okay. It sure has. They're hungry for that first-round matchup with LeBron and the Lakers. Yeah. For a team that we thought was going to go 0-8, the Nets, 5-2 and two right now. They've been working hard. Those players are fighting for contracts next year. They're all trying to win, all trying to prove to get those roster spots. It's been surprising. I didn't think they were going to even win a single game. Most definitely, but you were proved wrong, and they beat the Wizards. They beat the Wizards. How are you feeling about the Wizards game right now? <laughs> Not even watching it right now. <laughs> I don't think they're going to win. They're against the Celtics. What commitment as a fan? You know that, guys? What commitment? Uh, nah, Wizard for life. I hope they win, but <laughs> we're already eliminated from the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Next season is where it's at. We're going to have John Wall back. Oh, my God. Hopefully, Davis Bertans resigns. It's going to be good. Bradley Beal playing at, like, MVP level. I doubt that's a, a finals team, but It might be. You don't know. Bro. All right. All right. Maybe. All right. We've seen Bubble TJ. People have been comparing him to the GOAT. You know, putting up that 50-point game. You know, if you saw the Phoenix Sun traded him away for cash considerations. 
they gave him up for just money. What was he doing in that game anyways? Was he shooting, finishing? What was he doing? He got, I think, got like seven three-pointers, went to the line a couple times. But, yeah, he's just been pretty efficient, shooting a lot of shots. I guess so. What was his field goal? you remember? No, probably over 50, though. That's pretty good. <laughs> Something I noticed. Lakers, Lakers and the Bucks have been struggling a bit. More Lakers than Bucks, but Lakers have been looking pretty terrible. Lakers are bad. I hate Lakers fans. <laughs> Why do you hate Lakers fans? Because they're just LeBron fans. LeBron fans. They need to say LeBron fans. What about those but, L.A. natives? Okay, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, Lakers fans. I hate LeBron fans. I'm pretty sure they're last in offense and almost last in defense. The Lakers have not been good. And Giannis recently got suspended for headbutting Mo Wagner, but oh. it's only for his last season game, so it should be fine. And and the commentators I caught that they said he's one of the greatest or one of the great agitators of the game, which I don't even think he was trying to even make Giannis mad in the first place. Mo Wagner is a big flopper. That's true, because I I know I knew what he was trying to do when Giannis drove. But then, did you see the interview that Giannis had? Uh, no. What was it about? He was explaining um, why he had butted Mo, and he said that um, he's tired of guys hitting him and <laughs> um, bodying him up, even though he's very hard to stop. <laughs> and something he was trying to um, he was trying to um, go away from the fact that. He's just snapped. He was trying to say that everybody makes mistakes and we're all human. So he was trying to um, sidestep those questions about the interviewers. <laughs> but speaking of Giannis, do you, he's an MVP finalist. You got any? Who's your MVP this oh, season? Oh, James Harden, sure. James Harden, James Harden. Even though when voting stopped, they were like the seventh seed. Oh, that doesn't matter. He's best shooting guard of all time. I think my MVP would be Giannis. You have the MVP from last year, and then he only got better. People want to argue LeBron, but they use like the some ideology that because he's old, he deserves MVP more, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. Giannis improves, led to hit the Bucks to the uh, number one seed in the NBA. I think it's no question it should be Giannis. I think it should be James Harden, bro. Unless you're talking about it should be James. <clears throat> James has been good, but Rockets team just hasn't matched up with either the Bucks or the Lakers record. But is it his fault though? If you want to be MVP then you just gotta be like a top three seed. Who was the last MVP? Not a top three seed. It was like Russell Westbrook being like the seventh seed for OKC. He's good. Back in 2017. <laughs> he is good. But uh, you got to be winning. Winning more. Who's your rookie of the year? Uh, Ja, bro. Obviously. Ja. Yeah. 
Ja Zion. Ja. Yeah, yeah, because Zion barely played. So Ja deserves more. Yeah. I think Ja deserves it more. When voting when they when they started voting, because they don't include bubble games in the voting this year. Jaw was sitting at the eighth seed. The Pelicans were below them. He put Zion played like nineteen games. Jaw played like sixty, fifty something games. Yeah. The other finalist is Kendrick Nunn. He just hasn't been on Jaw or Zion's level. Yeah. Okay. So my rookie of the year is Jaw. As well. Alright. Who's your depoy? Defensive player of the year. Uh, probably Giannis. Giannis. He does everything. Yeah, I have Giannis as well. The other candidates were Anthony Davis and Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is not a great perimeter friend, perimeter defender. Anthony Davis hasn't been statistically as good as Giannis. I think Giannis will be the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. I'm pretty sure the last person to do that was Michael Jordan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, bro. Hey, bro. In a few in a few uh, seasons, bro, Giannis can be um, LeBron tier if he just wins a couple uh, championships. Mm-hmm. That's all he's got to do now, win championships. Imagine if Giannis went to the Heat and then won a championship in the Heat. He would be, be LeBron. He would yeah, but they won't have a super team like LeBron did. Exactly. So it'll, it'll validate him even more. It would look better on him for sure. So, hey man. Speaking of Giannis getting better, who's your most improved player of the year? Um, I said Devontae Graham because. He's been in single-digit games for a long time, and now he's double-digit, so he's kind of going – he's playing a lot better than he used to. Devontae Graham went from four points per game to 17 points per game and seven assists, I believe. Yeah, that's a big jump. It is a big jump, although the voters did not vote Devontae Graham into a finalist, so he will not be winning most improved that's- player. But the it, finalists are. It probably is going to be Bam, bro. The finalists are Brandon Ingram, Bam Adebayo, yeah. and Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic made a tweet that said, "Man, who votes this? Um, put take me off the list and put Devonte Graham on." Yeah. Said something like that. And that just shows that Devonte Graham is getting respect from other NBA players that are top tier. Exactly. People are noticing his game, appreciating it, respecting it. Yep. My most improved player of the year was Brandon Ingram. Mm. It was tough between him and Bam, but if you look, Bam's numbers mostly went up because of the... I mean, he's gotten better, but he also did get a big minutes... um, big minutes improvement. Brandon Ingram played the same amount of minutes, but went up seven points, 20, 17 to 24, I believe. Yeah. So I have to go with Brandon Ingram. He's your sixth man of the year. Yeah, honestly, it was just shoes Lou again. I don't even 
I don't focus on six man. I focus on the starting lineup. But I think I'll continue. Six six man does matter, obviously. But I mean, what Lou won it like three times in a row, two times. He hasn't won it three times in a row, but he's won it three times. Yeah. So I'll, I would just give it to Lou. I would choose Dennis Schroeder. Oh, God. He's been great for the Thunder. On 2K. Thunder. He's been great for the Thunder. Um, he's part of the OKC death lineup now, where they run three guards, Chris Paul, Shy, and Dennis. And I still beat you. He's been phenomenal. And I still He's been phenomenal, bro. <laughs> okay. Don't matter about if he wins or not in 2K. He's been phenomenal in real life. All right, all right. I agree. You have a coach of the year? You have a coach nope. of the year? No coach nope. of the year? The candidates were Nick Nurse, Mike Budenholzer, and Billy Donovan. Obviously, Billy Donovan for the OKC Thunder, which ESPN put at like point. Two percent to make the playoffs or something, and he he's at they're at the five seed now. They're locked into the five seed, playing Houston, I believe. Oh, uh, Chris Paul, Chris Paul v Westbrook. Um, that'd be interesting. I think that Chris Paul is better than Russ Westbrook, but and I don't think we should have lost him. But um, I think the Rockets are gonna take a dub. Take a dub? How many? How many games? Houston and five. I got Houston in seven. Why are you capping? Seven or six. Why are you capping? I think OKC is a good team. I think Chris Paul is a smart player. I think they could, if they find out a way to beat Rockets five out, small ball, micro ball, then I think they could pull it off. I still I do think James Harden and Russell Westbrook star power is too much for them, though. Then I, I could, I, I could extend it to six. Um, I'll extend it to six. But I definitely think like my coach of the years, my coach of the years, Nick Nurse for the Toronto Raptors. Um, you see the schemes he pulls out. They're a very good defensive team, one of the top teams in the yeah. league. He's all he could. He's seeing the last finals, they put a boxing one on Curry. Yeah. I, and obviously they won. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched a video on that. Um, when that happened, and then he they were talking about him pulling out college plays. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was very interesting to see um, the breakdown of how the plays actually worked in comparisons to other teams in college using them as well. Right now, I think Nick Nurse is the best coach in the league. Very clever. Over, very clever pulls out stuff you wouldn't even normally see. For sure, and a top two seed in the East. All right, you got an All NBA first team. Let's hear it. Oh God. Okay. Or do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. My All All NBA first team. It was pretty simple. Picks for me. I have Luka Doncic. At guard, James Harden at guard, LeBron at forward, Giannis at forward, and my center would be Anthony Davis. I think those have been the best players in the position for, and since, well, Anthony Davis, he plays power Bro, forward, what about, but NBA. What about Chris Tapps? 
Chris Stapps. I don't have Chris Stapps on any of my teams. You know, he's good. He's good. I mean, I think if anything, he'd be third team. Hmm. Okay. I, Anthony Davis applies to forward and center, so he's been a forward most of the year. But I put him at center. Well, mine, um, mine's not that different, but it'll be a very, very good team in two K. Um, mine would be Harden at guard, LeBron at shooting guard, Giannis at small forward, AD at power forward, and then Kristaps at center. You have Chris Steps on your All-NBA first team. That's an interesting pick. He's been somewhat good. He started off kind of bad for the Mavericks. Not bad, but not as people expected. But he is coming off an ACL tear. And it is his first year with the Mavericks playing actual games. But he started to get better around the end of the season. For sure. But I just wanted a a solid team big. Luca and Chris Steps will be a scary duo for next season, for sure. I've saw the rumors and or not rumors, but I've seen the speculations what might happen. What what are the speculations? Oh, they're just gonna destroy, bro. Honestly, the, the mm-hmm. that duo is just I don't know, bro. They, aren't they like the best duo in the NBA right now? Um, um I don't know. It's all pref- preference. Some or like, people like James best? Harden as a duo. Uh they were doing their team as a whole was doing the best offensively for a while. I wasn't on Twitter. Um, your favorite team, the Rockets, Russell Westbrook and James Harden officially are the highest scoring duo in NBA history. I would think so. <laughs> They're at like 65, 65, 63 points per game. They passed Kobe and Shaq officially. Ooh. Um, who's on your second team? My second team, I would put Luca. Um, hmm. I would have Luca. We're just talking about like straight bubble, right? No, not straight bubble. The NBA season awards. Okay. Yeah. I'll have Luca, Clay. Clay didn't play this year. I know, but I would still have him. Even if he did. Man, I... Man. You want me to go first? I'll go first. No, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Clay didn't play. You can't put him there. What if... Uh, this is, this is, you know, all NBA teams are... Yes, I know all NBA awards. teams are. Okay, I... so Clay didn't play. He's not eligible for an all NBA award. Or, I was yeah. thinking of 2K when I made this list. But nevertheless, I shall finish. Um, hmm. Let me go with. Who, who should I choose? <laughs> um, I'll tell you my guards. I have Russell Westbrook and Damian Lillard for my all NBA second team. I think they, Russell Westbrook had a good season. 27, 7 and 7, something like that. Damian Lillard, obviously, although he's not in the playoffs, he had high scoring streaks. Tried to bring an injured Portland's team there, almost got there. In the bubble, he is holding the eight seed now, putting up uh, around 27, 7 and 4, I think. 
Those are my guards. Mm. Okay. Um, well, uh, Well, in that case, I do not know who I would have as my second guard, okay? Because I I messed up my list. But small forward, I would have Kawhi uh, and then Pascal Siakam and then Jokic. Jokic. I have Jimmy Butler and Kawhi as my forwards on my all-NBA second team. And then I have Nikola Jokic as my center as well. Who's your All NBA third team? Um, I had Dame. Now I think about it, he probably should have went on the second team. But I had Dame, Bradley Beal, PG three, thirteen. God, oh my god. Um, now I'm being reminded of that disappointing game that he had um, against the Lakers when he lost to them, and he. Wanted to foul him that that game winning three, but he didn't get it, so he was sick. It wasn't like a disappointing game. I think no, he no, had thirty. Disappointing to lose. That's what I meant. Uh, disappointing yeah, to lose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, anyways, I would have Bam, and then uh, hmm. <laughs> All season, I would have Nikola Vucevic. Nikola Vucevic, I had Chris Paul as my guard, Bradley Beal as my guard. (laughs) I had Pascal Siakam as my forward, Mm -hmm. Jason Tatum as my other forward, and I had Joel Embiid as my center. I like forgot about everybody. That's tough. Would you put Joel Embiid over Nikola Vucevic? All right. So, Chris Ball, obviously, he's been very good. Led OKC to the five seed. One of the most clutch players in the league. Bradley Beal, easy choice. 30.5 points per game. Six assists, four boards. Been carrying that Wizards to the ninth seed. Pascal Siakam. And being in the season, people were talking about him winning most improved again, upped his points to 24. Jason Tatum also had a good year since Kyrie left. Because Kyrie's trash. Hot take from Aaron, Kyrie's trash. Um, <laughs> Kyrie, he's been injured. Out with shoulder pain. Good. Good? All right. <laughs> You're just kidding. Jason Tatum. So, yeah, I had Jason Tatum. And then Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, if he tried harder, he probably could make first team. But a lack of effort from Joel Embiid plus injuries, I have him third team. He's just too fat. Who's your all-defensive team? It's going to be interesting. Uh, Or do you want me to go first? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My all-defensive team is Ben Simmons at guard. Oh, my God. I forgot he played. (laughs) <laughs> Jimmy Butler at guard. Then I have the three finalists for Defensive Player of the Year, Giannis at Ford, Anthony Davis at Ford, and Rudy Gobert at center. 
Ben Simmons been one of the best perimeter defenders, if not the best perimeter defenders this year. Jimmy Butler obviously brings the grit and grind to Miami, mm. even though they've already had it. But just that extra piece, Miami really needed it. And Giannis, Anthony Davis, and Rudy Gobert should be a no-brainer. Who was just a uh, uh, center for your defensive team? Rudy Gobert. Mm. Facts. Well, mine was a little different. I had Chris Paul as my point guard instead. Um, That's fair. Then I had Jimmy Butler, Kawhi, and then Giannis. And I had Joel Embiid as my center. Joel Embiid. Yep. I just had to put the finalist as my in the first team because I, I didn't. You know. So, who's on? I'll say my all defensive second team. I have Drew Holiday at guard, Marcus Smart on the other guard, Kawhi Leonard at forward, Jonathan Isaac, although he only played 34 games for the Orlando Magic, was looking like a defensive player of the year before he got injured. And then my center is Joel Embiid. Okay. See, see, now I'm going to switch. So what what I had was I had Kyle Lowry as point guard. I had Marcus Smart as my shooting guard. I had Pascal Siakam as my small forward. Um, and then I had AD and then Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Which uh, might have been a mistake, but did it anyways. That's fair. That's fair. You know, Drew Holiday, one of the most underrated players in the league. Doesn't get enough credit where it's due. Kawhi Leonard didn't play enough for me to make first team. So, and I wouldn't put him above Giannis, Anthony Davis, or Rudy Gobert anyways. What do you think about um, Aaron Holiday, bro? Aaron Holiday? Mm-hmm. Uh, good 3 and D player. Not a star in the league, though. Mm-hmm. Don't think I would put him on any of my teams. Makes whites? Makes whites and two Ks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he'd be green. He's green. Mm-hmm. Okay, He's okay. I, I don't know that, but okay. All right. All right. Well, that was the NBA. Time for yes. that's the NBA. Time for the second half of the show, the podcast. I'll let Aaron take over oh, really? right now. Uh huh. Well, let's start with. So, recently, George has been slowly becoming a weeb. What do you think about that? A weeb? I don't think I've watched enough animes for that. So, he has watched an anime and has fell in love with it, and he is sus. So, um... That's for zero two. Let's get the into anime it. anime is Darling in the Franks. Um, in my perspective, is a very good anime. One of my first animes I watched as well. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> but it was a good anime. Anyways, so why don't you take it away with how you felt when you watched it? Darling in Franks was the second anime I've seen. The first being Devil Man Cry Baby on Netflix. Terrible. Aaron doesn't like it. I don't think it's as it's good as freaky. Darling the Franks. It is a freaky show. Darling the Franks, though, outstanding show. 
Um, only one season of it. You have, oh yeah, spoilers. We're going to be talking about spoilers. So just, if you want to watch Darling the Franks, you know, maybe you don't want to listen to this cool. part. Yeah, I'll, I'll but tell you guys um, the Franks, where to skip to after the spoilers. Darling the Franks has no, been a great show for me to watch. Okay. It? That's all? No, 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 no. <laughs> it gets unfair criticism, I think. I think a lot of people wanted season two. Yeah. Um, people says people say that it got rushed in the end, and they cried about I cried. it. They're like, oh. Aaron cried about it. He said he didn't like the ending. I, I thought the ending was fine. I thought Zero Two and Hero Dying was okay to me. I like the credit. I don't. Even, I already know that there was one season so i kind of expected at least zero two to die but other than that it's a great show i think it's mech science fiction and action oh rom-com something like that that's a genre if you want to know and you should watch uh, but gundam or uh what's that uh bro i can't even remember um I can't remember it right now. Continue. Here's the thing. I'm not big on mechs, but I think the show's for everybody. <sighs> I enjoyed it. You enjoyed yeah. it. It was a journey. It is a journey. 24 episodes long. If you guys want to watch it, check it out. I watched it subbed on Crunchyroll. Aaron watched it subbed and dubbed, but on a different Allegedly. website. I'm trying to go to jail. But anyways, I have a couple questions for you. We're going to go over this again. Who was your favorite character in Darling in the Franks? Uh, Zero Two is my favorite character in Darling in the Franks. why is that? I think she's an interesting character. Uh Uh-huh. You don't see many people with her type of personality. I thought she's pretty attractive for an anime <laughs> character. Freak. But okay, continue. I liked her storyline. I thought her background was cool. I thought what they did with the character was cool. I believe that how she fit into Squad 13 was unique and pretty interesting. Do you have any thoughts on who your favorite character was? Um, my favorite character was obviously Naomi, bro. I told you this. Naomi. Naomi got... Murked. She got murked. <laughs> she wanted... She, they sent her away because Hero was a fool and couldn't get his stuff together. He didn't pass the parasite test. So they were going to send her both away to get murked. And then she got murked before she could even get murked. But see, the first one I caught... Or the first time... I didn't catch that she was still alive, and then I knew. She does return at the end of the show to help um, the purple-haired girl. What's her name? Ikano. Yeah, but the fit that she was wearing was not it, bro. She was wearing, like, some hospital jumpsuit, bro. Well, yeah, she's, like, helping a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, who do you think is the best girl? 
Not including Zero Two? Yeah, not including Zero Two because she obviously is. Uh, Miku. 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 Miku is my best girl, not including Zero Two. She's cute. Cutesy, yeah. Uh, energetic. Freak, energetic. No, no, no. I'm talking, you were talking <laughs> about personality. I'm talking about personality too, bro. Okay, we were talking about personality. <laughs> A cute personality, very energetic. Um, her dynamic with Zerome was was a fun dynamic to watch. I always like seeing them on screen together, arguing and bickering. And bickering. Yeah. Who's your best girl? Um, obviously, Naomi. Naomi? Really not, what about... I cried. No, what about not Naomi? From the oh, four no. girls in Squad 13, not including Zero Two. It would have to be... Hmm. Oh, yeah, I told you this. It's, um, what's her name? Kokoro, bro. Kokoro. Uh, Mitsuru's lover. Yeah, I told you she uh, satisfied his needs. Satisfied his needs, had a baby. Oh, you didn't have to say all that now. <laughs> there were spoilers, bro. All right, fair enough. I heard, you, I heard you're not a fan of Mitsuru. Why is that? Uh not gonna say it on the pod. I'm not gonna say it on the pod. I'm not gonna say it on the pod. Very explicit. I have very explicit words for him. I like Mitsuru. I didn't think he was a bad character. Really? I thought Goro was a pretty bad character. And why is that? He's, he's just uninteresting. Version. No, he's just yeah. Well, at the end of the show, he's not. He gets a yeah. He gets his Ichigo bag. pregnant. He gets his bag. He's an uninteresting character to me, though. That's true. He's boring. And he wears glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Not that glasses are bad or anything, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you got any more questions? Yes, bro. Um, who is the worst girl on the show? Worst girl? Uh, in Squad 13 or just in the whole show? Mm, Squad 13. Um, I'd say... I know a lot of people hate Ichigo, but yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ikano. I don't like her. Ichigo's a uh, huh? Because she's gay. It's not because she's gay. It's because she's not very interesting either. She's like a Goro but a girl type. I don't like her character. Well, that their personalities aren't the same, but they're both uninteresting. It seemed like they only put her in the show so they could have someone gay. Facts, facts, though, facts, though, facts. Because they they uh, animes do that a lot. They barely, like, did anything with her. All that she did was, like, rub up on uh, Ichigo for a couple seconds <laughs> and became a doctor at the end. Like, I don't care about her. I had no attachment to her. If she died, I don't care. She just wasn't interesting. Okay. I would say Ichigo because she's a simp. <clears throat> she's a simp. She's a simp for hero. Yeah, and I like that. She, she, she shouldn't be a simp, bro. Because first of all, he does he doesn't like her, so stop. Did he ever uh, say that he didn't like her? I know that it's like clear that he's in love with Zero. Yeah, too, that's but... what I meant. Cause, no, yeah. no, they didn't say that. But he was visually in love with Zero too. Yeah. So yeah, and I think I have one more question. Let me let me search the depths of my brain real quick. Um, hmm. I know that I didn't say this was right. Anyways, 
was best guy. Best guy. Yeah. Uh, hero. But if we're not including hero, are we including hero? No. Okay. Best guy in squad 13, I'd say. Uh, me too. You know Do you huh? Do not say me too. Mitsuru is a close second, but I have to go with Zerum. I think he was a funny character. I think, uh, yeah, obviously he's a, just a funny character, a bright personality. Um, okay. Not he's the second most interesting, but mm, is he the most? I'm trying to think. Who's more interesting, uh, Mitsuru or Zerum, bro? Zerum, obviously. I would have to go with him too because everybody else sucks. So. <laughs> Besides Hero, of course. Seeing uh, Zerome smack the... Or tell uh, Fatushi, Fatoshi, what's his name? The fat guy. To, to eat the food when he yeah, started yeah. crying. That was pretty emotional, bro. That kind of be like, wow. I hate Fatoshi, bro. I also have explosive words for him. <laughs> um, and another thing. Favorite scene. Favorite scene. Uh... My favorite scene was after Zero Two rescues Hero when they're in the, what was it called? The Big Franks? You know what it's called? Yep. Um, uh, so it's, yeah. No, yeah, but it's like the big one. Is it a different name in for the it? In the end? Yeah, that wasn't the Shrilitzia. That was uh, Apis? Opis? What'd they call it? Apis? Op- yeah, something like that. I don't know. Something like that. It's a big one where he saves them. He saves. She saves Hero. Yeah. With help from the um, Claxosaur princess. Uh huh. They go to that little place near the tree, and I thought that was just a. Uh, I thought it just looked appealing. I thought it was a good moment. The scene looked great. The colors, f- fantastic. Um, that's my favorite scene. Oh, and the beach scene. Beach scene. Yeah. The whole beach episode. Okay. I, yeah, I was wondering if you were going to say it, but <laughs> yeah, so mine is beach episode. Um, I have three, actually. Beach episode. Um, the one, the scene where they fight the acid monster, that was a legendary scene. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember correctly. Hope you do. And hmm. when they put their horns together at the end, that was the nice scene. Like when they stretching from when they put their horns together and when the two reincarnations of them met at the tree. I kind of liked that scene as well. Emotionally, not as much visually. Yeah. But I agree with that. I also think, I mean, it's not really a scene, but the scenes in the credits. Emotionally got me. The credit scenes. And yeah. didn't didn't she say you were disappointed because they set things up with their credits and for like a, another season? Yeah, but I still yeah, but it made me emotional that there wasn't another season. <laughs> so, but I I think it was a great picture. I thought the yeah they did like some like alternative universe with the credits. Or or it could have been just the future. I mean, I guess just the future. I mean, it's not the future because we know what, what happens. Probably, that's what it probably used to look like, and then everything got murked by Nerve or whatever they're called. And then, yeah, or I mean, it might have. We used to look that like that. I don't know. Maybe it could be in an alternate world, but 
I just like that scene. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that was most of the Darling in the Franks review. Now I have a couple of animes that are um, have been coming out, and I can read some of the descriptions to you guys. Um, so the first episode is ReZero, or anime is ReZero. I watched ReZero two years ago or so, and I've been waiting for the next season to come out. Everybody was waiting for it. Everybody's hyped. Everybody wants to watch it. It has about five or six episodes right now. I've watched the first two, I believe, and I've been thoroughly confused because that's what the anime does to you. But, I mean, I do recommend it to you if you want to watch it. It's not that long. Um, but yeah, I'm thoroughly confused, but I, I'm, I'm enjoying... I mean, I don't really know what's happening, but I guess I'll find out. So I've been enjoying that anime. Um, what type of anime is it? So it's an isekai. If you know what that is, you know what an isekai is? Uh, please explain. An isekai is when a character is in their world and they travel to another world to do something. Yeah. So, Sword Online is the isekai. Uh, a lot, there are a lot of isekais. That's like, Sword Online is, I'm not going to say this because, I mean, if someone doesn't agree, well, no, I'll say it anyways. Sword Online didn't start isekais, but it kind of made them popular. Because, like, I mean, everybody started making them after that. But yeah, if you want to um, hear the synopsis, synopsis uh, is about a guy that is just living his life. Um, I would say a neat, someone who just stays inside all the time. Um, and he travels to this new world. Well, this is not what the this is not what this season is about, but I'm just telling you, um, the first season. So he travels to this world. Um, he doesn't know what's happening and he, there's some conflict around and he meets this, he meets this girl. He thinks he like falls in love with her or whatever, kind of, but she doesn't want to acknowledge him. And, but like before that, um, he's trying to save this, um, person from bandits. He gets murked by the bandits. Okay. He dies. And then he gets, he restarts from the moment when he came into the world. So every time he dies, he restarts to that moment. So that's all. I mean, if you want to watch it, I mean, if you're not going to watch it, I'll tell you more. Um, but if you want to watch it, that's basically the gist of it or the beginning. Mm. Sounds interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. It has some kind of live, die, repeat um, type of vibe if you've watched that movie. Uh, uh, I forgot what the happy, actual name is. Happy Death Day? No. I know that has it. Oh, uh, Hedgehog? No, what's it Hog? called? Groundhog Day. I, I don't know, but a lot of, a lot of movies have <laughs> um, that vibe where you oh. restart. Um, next anime is The God of High School. I haven't got to watch it yet. Um, it it came out this summer, but I haven't got to watch it yet. It's got a couple episodes. 
it's in subs. That's mostly why I haven't really watched any of it yet. But I'll also tell you the synopsis of this one as well. It all began as a fighting tournament to seek out for the best fighter among all high school students in Korea. Mori Jin, a Taekwondo specialist and a high school student, soon learns that there is something much greater beneath the stage of the tournament. So I feel like it would be an interesting anime to start, an interesting fighting anime to start. Don't have a lot of those I'm watching right now. Romance animes are really taking over right now. But that is anime and... I'm not sure what the, um, I mean, fighting, I guess. That's probably what the genre is, but I wasn't really sure. Now, the next anime I recommend to you probably is called Yahari Ori no Seshun Love Comedy Wa Machigatiru. Um, it translates to My Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu. Um, it has a couple seasons. It started out in 2013. And it got a season in 2015 and 2016. And now there's one in 2020. So it's been a while. Um, I watched it when it aired. And then I stopped watching it. So I'm, I re-watched it this month. And because uh, the new one came out. And I, I believe it's a, it's a pretty good anime, I believe. And it has a lot of ups and downs. And, and it's, I think it's pretty good. So it's about, it's about this kid who does not believe in social norms and social um, groups. So he, does, he doesn't see the point of having friends or knowing people. And then he, his teacher is concerned for him. So she puts him in the service club. And ironically enough, there's only one service club member, and it is a girl that has the same views as him. So that I'm looking forward to finishing that anime. It's been a ride, a treat, and everything. It is a school romance for the genre. And any of these animes um, come out to you yet? kind of feel like you should watch it at all? Uh, the last one seemed kind of interesting. Rom-com is always a good choice. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, next anime, if you ever watched Teasing a Master, Takagi-san, there is an anime that came out like it. It's called Uzaki-chan wa Osobitai. Um, it translates to Uzaki-chan wants to hang out. It's more of a chill anime. It's, uh, it's, uh, it is a romance. Um, the synopsis is Sakurai Shinichi is one, is one wish is for a little peace and quiet, but Uzaki-hana is his boisterous, well-endowed underclassman has other plans. All she wants to do is hang out and poke fun at him. With the help of her chipper charm and peppy persistence, this might be a start of a beautiful relationship. And it is basically the same as Teasing Master Takagi-san. 
but I will watch it to see how much different it is. I haven't, I haven't started to watch it because it's in sub. And I don't enjoy sub, but I'll watch it if a dub never comes out. For um, you guys with uh, fighting anime, if you haven't watched Fire Force yet, there is a season two that just came out. I started watching some, and then I stopped watching. Um, I will keep watching it. I did not get bored, but I'll keep watching it to see what happens. A um, couple more anime. Um, there's one really good one that was coming out. Um, My Hero Academia. Um, I just want to talk about this right now. Um, it's not coming out. Um, but the last, the last episode that came out that aired before it was done for now, um, was really impactful, honestly, because it was about, um, a girl having fun for the first time. It was about a little girl and she never smiled in her life and she finally smiled. So it was a very rewarding episode to watch because it, what would you what would you rate My Hero Academia out of 10 so far? So far, I would give it a solid 8.5. Eight I, I believe it's a very entertaining show. Um, I've rewatched it a couple times, probably like three, four times, all the seasons. And I guess if I do that, then it's a very interesting show. Now, one of very interesting animes that I would love to start, it's on Netflix. Um, I was waiting for this to come out. It's called Japan Stinks. Um, it's by Science Saru Studios. And I've downloaded all the episodes for it, so I cannot wait to watch this. Um, synopsis is, shortly after the Tokyo Olympics in 2020, a major earthquake hits Japan. Amidst the chaos, siblings Ayumu and Go of the Muto household begin to escape the city with their family of four. The sinking Japanese archipelagos, however, relentlessly pursue the family. So it is, it is about hardship. Um, it's got drugs. It's got everything. It's got everything you want in anime, honestly. It's very interesting anime. Cannot wait to watch it. Also recommend that to you as well. Since it's on Netflix, so it's easy. I have two more animes to talk about. One anime is called The Great Pretender. Now, it is coming out on the 20th of August. I cannot wait for that to come out. Uh, 20th August, it comes out on Netflix. It sounds like a very interesting show. Um, trying to find the synopsis for it. It is one of... There are going to be one of the top airing animes. when it comes out on Netflix. So the synopsis is, only bads are our targets. So that must be um, probably a name for a certain group of people. Only bads are our targets. Trick you, deceive you, cheat your fortunes of you. You can hear stories in LA, Singapore, London, Shanghai, and Tokyo. Why? Con games. Stage is the whole world. So it has a very interesting synopsis. But basically, it's about this guy named Edamuro Masato. 
and he's um Japan's greatest swindler. He pickpockets people, and he has a partner named Kudo. And it's just, it's just. I feel like it's going to be a very interesting, upbeat, hyped up anime to watch. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. Now, my final anime, anime I want to talk about is Sora Online, War War of Underworld, season two. It has five episodes that have been aired of season or part two. Um, the next one is coming out on August fifteenth, and it will be very interesting to see what happens to Kirito because um, they keep dragging on the same scene by just adding characters that that have been in previous seasons. So I cannot wait till it finishes and I cannot wait till you get to those parts as well because you've been on the grind. Um, I've been on that SEO grind. Yep. So I would just like to talk about um, SEO authorization as a whole. I think it is not one of the best seasons um, of SAO. If I had to rank them, it would be one, season one being the first, season two being the second best, because I actually did enjoy um, the Gun Gale Online game, so that was, it was also very interesting. Then I would have Alicization at last, but since I just do this, I split the first season into two, and then I'll put the ALO um, arc at the end of all of SAO. I think it was terrible. All the movies were pretty good, and Alternative, GGO Alternative, was also very good. So what were your thoughts about the seasons that you watched of SAO? Um, I thought SAO 1 was good. At first... When Kito goes into the world, I thought he looked weird. And then I realized that wasn't his actual face. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Because you played Fatal Bullet. I played Fatal Bullet, which is Gun Gale Online, which doesn't come up till season two. But you wouldn't have known. If you didn't play Fatal Bullet, you wouldn't have known that that wasn't his actual face. Yeah. I thought the first season was great. I thought it was interesting. I liked the characters. Um. All the girls, most of like the subcast, all of the girls like are in love with Kirito, which you know it doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't know why it would bother anybody. Who does it bother? Like, that's interesting. Huh? Who does it bother? I said I don't think it would bother anybody. Oh, okay, okay. Unless you like, man, this is unrealistic. Not everybody's gonna be in love with Kirito, but. I thought it was interesting. I haven't seen an anime or show like that where everybody is in love with the main character like that. You, or the girls. You've never seen a show like that? Or you No, I don't think I have. There that's every anime. Every anime? That's oh, every every romance anime. Or at least every anime with a um OP main character. Which speaking of OP main characters, I think you should watch um um I think you should watch Shield Hero. I forgot the whole name, but it's called Shield, Shield Hero. Um, it came out a couple years ago. Still waiting on a second season. And we know a second season is coming, but we're still waiting on it. 
and has the most OP character ever, and it has a really cute raccoon girl. So, you should watch it. You into Animal Girls? Uh, yeah, bro. Nice. Um, wait, 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 wait. Sec- you wanna, you wanna know her name, bro? What's her name? It's Ralph Talia. Is that supposed to mean something to me? No. Continue. All right. So SAO2, the second season, if you will, starts mm-hmm. out with Gun Gun Online and moves over into um, AOL, ALO, and then you have the Yuki arc. A lot of people didn't like SAO2, which I've there noticed when... No, I have no idea. I just know people didn't like SAO2. SAO2 is never really sure. No, it's Gun Gale and Ayla. Or... It's the second season. If you, so, the first part of season one is um, Sora Online, yeah. and then it goes to, and then the second part, which is still Sao One, when they're trying to rescue Asuna, is Alfheim Online. Yeah, which is still part. Of- then the second season, yeah, that's still part. That's still Sao yeah, One. In the second season, you don't like that part. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't like the part. Um, I thought I didn't think, I didn't think Sao Two was that bad. I never looked at like the criticism, but I seen that it's bad. I should like look that up on why people don't like Sao Two. I mean, possibly. I saw some. It's, it's for me. It's close between Alicization and Sao Two. Um, which one goes on top? But I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that bad either. I thought the last episode. Or episode twenty four, okay. depending on how you watch it. Let me say this: it wasn't entertaining to me. You didn't think it, was it wasn't entertaining. really entertaining to me. I enjoyed it a little bit. It wasn't entertaining to me. Um, they just tried to bring back uh, old characters by which was Red Eyed Zaza, obviously. Um, yeah, but you never know about him in the first season. They never talk. Yeah, about you don't. Him. But like, they like um, foreshadow it. And they like. Have a clip of them. Yeah. Oh, I do. I didn't. I didn't notice that. When when they when they fight all the whole laughing coffin group. Yeah. Well, no, that's only they only show that clip in the second season. That's not in the first oh, season. Okay. So but, you only in the first season you only know that he kills that one person that tricked him and that was in the blood oath. Yeah, the red blood oath. But I don't, I don't really know what they you were going to do there in, in Gun Gale. I mean, it, it was an interesting concept of having people die in real life again. But I I don't really like how they just use that dying in real life again thing. And just brought new characters in. I think... Different. I think when they go back to... Because I wasn't a fan of Alfheim Online at first, in the first season, but it doesn't like bother me. I think it's fine now. I think it's I didn't good. fairies. The fairies were kind of yeah. weird. But Yuki's arc, I really like Yuki's arc. Yeah, Yuki's um, arc is beautiful. I'm still crying inside. The last episode, Yuki's in, where she dies. Spoilers. Um, it's yeah, very yeah, sad. Yeah, spoilers after. <laughs> but um, if I would have chose her to not die and someone else to die, I would definitely had that um, opportunity. I would have chose... I, don't, I have no idea. You don't like Elizabeth, do you? Not really. Right? I wouldn't have killed her. I, I wouldn't kill her either. I, I don't really like her, but I, I wouldn't kill her. I wouldn't kill her. She's refreshing. 
if you she's understand what I mean by that. I mean, yeah, she's a refreshing character to have in the anime. I think if anyone would die, ugh, I don't know. I like all the characters. Yeah, pretty much. A Klein. Um, no, I like Klein. I like Klein in the anime. I don't like him in Fatal Bullet, but I really like him. I, would, I don't really I would like definitely him. Kill him. Um, yeah, I know of um, character, a longtime friend, first, like, what, four years? Three years? Since Alice Station. Um, actually, no, a couple years past. I don't think they're 20 yet, but a couple years past, but whatever. I would kill Klein um, over Yuki. Yuki is an amazing character. She's strong, strong willed. Um, believed in what she believed in, and the editors killed her for that. But you know, it's okay. I mean, they already planned her death before yeah, they even they made know. her. But they had to plan her personality first. I think Yuki, but we really, I mean, I would have cared about if Klein died, but Yuki was just emotional. You said you wouldn't have cared if Klein a, died? I, no, I would have. I don't think you would have. Well, why would I mean, that? would you? I like, I don't, I like I don't, Klein in the end. I don't mind mind Klein, but like, this is weird, bro. He's like, I think it's weird that he's like 24 and then he hits on key test friends, which are like 17 and 16. They're Bro, still in school. In the Arphasis yeah. in the game. Yeah. She's not age. She's not age. Oh, so that's weird. But while we're on the, on the topic, um, should have, should Sachi have died? Yes. I don't, I don't know why everybody likes Sachi so much. I don't understand why you don't like her so much. I think she, you know her, she has like three minutes of screen time. Because she died. People, <laughs> Who cares? Who cares that Sachi died? So many people died in Sword Art Online. Bruh, that would have been awesome. Anyways. Okay. Okay. I say I recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it. Yeah. I think it's good. Um, yeah, it is because uh, great anime. First anime I watched. Very entertaining. Watched it over seven times. All the animes, all the movies, or all the seasons, all the movies. It was just a very enjoyable show to watch. I have some kind of mental attachment with it, and I just cannot stop watching it. So, yeah, it was great. That's your last yes, thought? I needed 30 seconds. 30 seconds. 20 minutes from three. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys won't understand. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was most of the animes on my list that I will be watching and that they'll be coming out. So, um, take it away. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Um, we enjoyed you coming out here. Not, well, I mean, <laughs> coming out here and listening. Okay. And we hope to see you next time. Do you have anything you want to say? Um, yeah um check out our instagram and twitter it is nba and anime talk um you can check us out on youtube soon maybe if you post there um and i just look forward to making more podcasts for you guys if they're actually listeners and um i just hope you guys enjoy them
every time we make them. All right. Thank you. Thank you.